this is the second lecture uh, for uh, the Marxism unit or the Marxism section of the literary theory uh, course and uh, in today's lecture we are going to start talking specifically about the essay which is written by Louis Althusser and it's called Ideology and Ideological State Apparatuses Notes Towards an Investigation. This is one of the essays in the course and I'm going to start by looking at specific sections of the of the essay and then discussing um, you know discussing the important ideas out of it I'm using the book which is Theorisms and Introduction edited by Bodhi Sattva Chattopadhyay I think this is the most common book which is being used by the teachers and the students alike which is why I'm going to give the references uh, of the page numbers from this particular book so uh, Althusser starts this essay by talking about the reproduction of the conditions of production. Before we go any further or before we even start talking about this particular section, I think we have to talk about what production means and recapping the fact that uh, Marx is talking specifically, specifically about the political economy right, of the society. And by that, he means the politics of the economic structures um, which guide and which are the basis of any social structure. So, um, when he says uh, that he wants to talk about or when Althusser says that he wants to talk about something which is a part of Marxist philosophy and he says that it is a reproduction of the conditions of production. Here production basically means economic production, the production of goods and services which is at the heart of the capitalist system. And uh, the reason why production is important is because capitalism as an economic system and the politics of capitalism is, is, excuse me, is predicated specifically on understanding how the production of various commodities and the production of various services creates a particular kind of social structure. It creates a structure within which different parts of the society sort of fit themselves in. And this doesn't necessarily and only mean production in the factories even though Marx uses the factories and offices and industries as specific examples of where you can see examples of how this kind of politically political economy works but that is not the only thing that he is going to talk about um, you know both Marx and Althusser so not just he but both of them right that's not the only thing that both of them are going to talk about so production the conditions of production are those conditions which lead to the successful production either of commodity or of services and services can be services which are rendered by professionals like teachers offer the services of education doctors offer the service of medical um, you know uh, medical treatment uh, chartered accountants offer services of um, financial advice and so on and so forth Right. So both Marx and Althusser are concerned about not just the way that commodities are produced in the factories or services are produced in organizations, but also how all people in the society get restructured within their own, uh, you know, sort of within their own spheres on the basis of these production, on the basis of these structures of production. 
है ना तो वेन ही सेज द कंडीशन ऑफ प्रोडक्शन ही मीन्स द आइडियोलॉजिकल कंडीशन दैट द पीपल शुड बी इन माइंड एंड द पीपल शुड वॉन्ट टू गो आउट इन टू द फैक्ट्रीज एंड वर्क एवरी डे दे शुड फील एज इफ इट इज द मॉरल ड्यूटी टू वर्क एज हार्ड एज पॉसिबल फॉर द इंडस्ट्री एंड फॉर द ऑर्गेनाइजेशन फॉर विच दे वर्क राइट बट ऑल्सो द मशीनरी दैट इज यूज फॉर प्रोडक्शन the raw material that is required for producing different kinds of commodities and when you say raw material for marks the people who go into the factories right they also need to be prepped just like raw material need to be prepped before it is processed in the factory so that it can be turned into commodities like leather can be turned into uh in into wallets leather can be turned into bags it can be turned into coats right so with one raw material you can create a lot of different kinds of commodities but you need raw material for it you need machines for it you need electricity for it you need infrastructure for it but you also need uh you know if you also need the worker who will create the raw material transform the raw material from leather into these different commodities you need this um uh worker to be in the right frame of mind and that is basically where ideology comes in that is what althusser is going to talk about all of these create the conditions of production right so for production to take place for the capitalist economy to go on functioning unhindered without any problems and in the you know in the maximum of its capacity there is a requirement that the ideal conditions of production that everything all the conditions which are required for production to take place should remain ideal so these condition right that there should be raw material there should be infrastructure there should be machinery people should be ready to work all of these conditions which are required for the production of any commodity or any service you need to constantly keep on reproducing constantly keep on remaking these conditions so that production can take place take place that is basically what althusser means when he says on the reproduction of the conditions of production ye jo conditions hain jis jo production ke liye necessary hain unko aap kaise reproduce karoge that is basically what he is trying to talk about so he says that as mark said every child knows that a social formation which does not did not reproduce the conditions of production at the same time as it was produced would not last a year so you don't just need to and here he means social formation uh, because for marx uh, you know the economic structure is the fundamental uh, paradigm according to which the society functions so when he says a social formation which did not reproduce the conditions of production so he is saying for any social formation to work to remain as it is and to sustain itself it is required that it should reproduce the conditions of production that it should keep on reproducing the conditions which are required for its own reproduction so for capitalism to function not only does it require industries but it also requires the conditions which will make production viable which will make production profitable and which will make production even possible so those conditions have to keep on being reproduced over and over and over again in a natural uh, in a natural way right so every time uh, at the same time as it is produced would not last a year so every time there is production right 
uh, within uh, the capitalist system or within any kind of social formation the conditions of its production have also to be reproduced now if you look at feudalism for example feudalism functioned feudalism according to marx was a different kind of political economy but that feudalism would also not have last lasted at all if the conditions of its own production would not have been reproduced over and over again right and how that works through ideology something that we are going to come to in um, hopefully within this uh, lecture itself right that is where ideology comes in so then the reproduction of the conditions of production this is what he is going to talk about and althusser then goes on to say uh, i'm sorry i've not given you the page number this is page number 37 in this book theorisms and introduction edited by bodhi sattva chattopadhyay i've already told you the name of the book this is page number 37 again right so he says that um, the tenacious obviousness ideological obviousness in an empiricist type here the idea that uh, it is both ideological if you look at if you look at this particular scenario from the ideological perspective of marxism it will become very very obvious uh, but he also calls it of an empiricist type because both marx as well as althusser firmly believed that marxism as a system of political economy and as a system of historical materialism were scientific in nature or scientific in the processes that they followed and hence they used empirical evidence right uh, this is called positivism when the processes or when the when the structures of science are used in humanity uh, you know sort of disciplines when the attributes of science for example collecting empirical data conducting experiments creating hypotheses and then either proving or disproving those hypotheses on the basis of the empirical evidence on the real time everyday evidence that you've gathered that is called uh, you know positivism and for both marx as well as althusser the kind of political economy and the kind of theories that marx has put forward they are scientific and empirical in nature right they are positivist and that was according to marx his great contribution to the study of philosophy and to the study of political economy he thought that before him people did not look at uh, political economy um, or history in terms of positivism and that's what he did that's what marx sort of set out to do that's why althusser is saying ideological obviousness in an empiricist type so he says the tenacious obviousness of the point of view of production alone or even of that of mere productive practice itself abstract in relation to the process of production are so integrated into our everyday consciousness that it is extremely hard not to say almost impossible to raise oneself to the point of view of reproduction this basically means that we are so used to looking at people behaving in certain ways and for the world to function in particular ways that we think that it's absolutely natural that people should behave like this and in certain senses i think we can look at um, uh maybe how people behave how most ordinary citizens behave like consumers we feel that uh, one of the main things that can give us happiness that can give us self confidence is buying things buying clothes for example or buying shoes for example buying the newest phone for example and it doesn't feel uh, to us as if there's anything wrong 
and are constantly wanting to buy more and more things. But there is nothing natural about these kind of impulses. But what this does, creating or looking at ourselves only and only as consumers of products that are constantly given to us, whether they are commodities in terms of clothes, shoes, hats, bags, vacations, or they are actually ideas, for example, uh, ideas of what is beauty, ideas of what is right, what is wrong, what are women, what is femininity, what is masculinity, all of these ideas are given to us. And we feel as if our job is only to take it, to understand what, what, what other people are saying, but not to analyze it and to imbibe it. We don't really try to think of money or of commodities as something which is optional. We feel as if that's what we're supposed to do. Now, these are all ideas which are, these are the conditions of production in a certain sense that there has to be a consumer. And these are these um, ideas that we have to constantly keep on buying to create a sense of social worth and create a sense of social identity, right? That is something that is uh, that is something that capitalism has done, because capitalism functions only and only on the basis of um, commodities. So if there are too many commodities and if people are not willing to buy the commodity, then the capitalist will not make any profit. So for the capitalist system to work and for the capitalist person or the capitalist industrialist to make money, he has to sell a lot of products. So if we feel as if having owning three sets of clothes is more than enough for us and we don't need any more, then after a point, people are going to stop buying clothes. But that is also going to mean that the capitalist does not make any profit. So the capitalist has to make people believe that they need more and more clothes, that repeating clothes is a sign of, um, you know, social laxity or social um, non-conformity in a certain sense. And so through advertisements and through popular perceptions, we are told that the more clothes we buy, the more we um, spend on commodities, the more we are doing it for ourselves and not for the capitalist. These are the conditions of production. If the consumer keeps on buying, the capitalist can keep on producing and hence making profit, right? But we don't really think of these kind of ideas or these kind of impulses that we also have as anything out of the ordinary. And hence, as he says, it is almost impossible to raise oneself to the point of view of reproduction. So people don't really think that by buying too many things, we are reproducing the conditions of production. We are constantly producing or creating a need for these commodities in the market. Right? So that's what he means. Nevertheless, everything outside this point of view remains abstract. Worse than one-sided, it remains distorted even at the level of production and a fortiori at that of mere practice. Right? He says everything outside of this point, it remains abstract and distracted. Right? Uh, so for, for most people, we don't really understand how these things work because we don't pay any attention to these. Let us try and examine the matter methodically. So he says to simplify my exposition and assuming that every social formation arises from a dominant mode of production. So he's saying that social formations come out of dominant modes of production. The world in which we live in, the social formation or the social structure of which we are a part, 
they arise from they are a result of what is the dominant mode of production in our in our times it is capitalism so the social structure that we are a part of is is born out of capitalism so he says that uh, in order to exist every social formation much must this is i'm on page 38 now every social formation must reproduce the conditions of its production at the same time as it produces and in order to be able to produce and it must therefore produce two things every social formation must constantly keep on producing two things one is the productive forces those forces which come together and enable production of commodities of services as i've already said and the second thing that it has to produce every social formation it has to produce the existing relations of production and the relations of production are basically the relationships that different parts of production that different uh, aspects of production have with each other and here the relations of production can also if i understand it correctly it can also mean the relationship between the machine and the worker it or uh, it can also mean the relationship between the raw material and the labor force right the work that the labor uh, that the worker does and so on and so forth so all aspects of production unke beech mein jo relationship hoti hai wo agar usi format mein bar bar produce hoti rahengi jis format mein successfully abhi hai jiski wajah se production ho raha hai then the social formation will keep on continuing will keep on sustaining itself in the same format that it is in right now for as long as these relationships of production exist jab tak ye relationships of production and the productive forces jab tak wo isi tarike se isi measure mein isi um format mein reproduce hoti rahengi tab tak social formation change nahi hoga that is what marx believed now reproduction of the means of production he says that uh, the average economist who is no different in this than the average capitalist knows that each year it is essential to foresee what is needed to replace what has been used up or worn out in production right so every year how do you maintain the productive forces one is that you figure out what needs to be changed what needs to be upgraded raw materials the fixed installations buildings if they need to be uh, you know uh, if if they need to be repaired if they need to be uh, expanded the instruments of productions which are the machines and so on and so forth right so it is the it is the work of either the capitalist the bourgeoisie capitalist the industry owner or the representatives of these bourgeoisie capitalists who are the managers for them to see how to maintain the forces or the productive forces now he says that um, we know that the reproduction of the material conditions of production cannot be thought at the level of the firm because it does not exist at the level at that level in its real condition so he is saying jo material conditions of production hoti hain which is that you know uh, the material conditions are those which you can sort of you know touch and feel as opposed to the immaterial uh, you know forces of production conditions of production for example labor log jitna kaam karte hain us kaam ki wajah se raw material jo hota hai wo finished product mein change hota hai because people actually put in work with the machines to create the raw material into a into a you know into a finished commodity that's just one example of immaterial 
conditions of production right so the material conditions of productions which exist for example the machines the buildings right those are the kind of things raw materials those are the kind of things which are material so you can touch them and you can feel them so uh, as you said is saying that the reproduction of the material conditions of production the fact that you need to constantly keep on reproducing these material or concrete conditions of production the machines the buildings and so on and so forth it cannot be thought of at the level of the firm wo har firm apni building alag se banate hain but building banane ke liye unhe jo saman chahiye wo khud hi thodi na produce karte hain they need for example and he gives this example later on on um, page number 39 right he says mr x who is a capitalist who produces woolen yarn in a spinning mill has to reproduce his raw material his machines etc right so he has to reproduce his material conditions of production which is what he is saying on page number 38 and what are the material conditions the raw material the machines etc but he does not produce them for his own production other capitalists do an australian sheep farmer mr y a heavy engineer producing machine tools mr z etc etc and mr y and mr z in order to produce those products which are the conditions of the reproduction of mr x's conditions of production that means that what is the finished product for mr y and mr z mr y who who will produce the wool and mr z who's who is an engineer who will produce the machine that mr x will use in his factory so that he can produce woolen clothes right and these buildings this wool which is a raw material and the machine which is used to convert the raw material into the finished product these are mr x's conditions of production these are the conditions on which the production of the final woolen cloth is predicated if he doesn't have these conditions if the conditions if these conditions don't exist that is if he doesn't have a machine and if he doesn't have wool he cannot make a sweater right so these are the conditions which are necessary for the production of the commodity that mr x is creating but these uh, cannot be produced by mr x for his own consumption somebody else has to make it right so that's what he says have also also have to reproduce the conditions of their own production so the person who is creating the woolen yarn so that he can send it to mr x also needs machines for converting the wool from the sheep to the yarn the heavy engineer who is going to make machines that mr x can use will need steel will need nuts bolts oil welding fire electricity all of these other things so that he can make the machines which can then be used by mr x to create the yarn right so um, you know they also have to reproduce the conditions of their own production and so on to infinity right so this creates a sort of a network of production the whole in proportion such that on the national and even the world market the demand for means of production for reproduction can be satisfied by the supply so if you have to reproduce if you have to recreate the conditions of production of any commodity you have to be part of this whole network so that one capitalist will supply another one with the means of his production 
who will supply somebody else with the needs which are required for his conditions of production and so on and so forth so for every capitalist to reproduce his conditions of production he will require the help of uh, you know somebody else so he becomes a part of this larger social structure this is one of the reasons why marx firmly believes that any social formation any social structure is specifically predicated on or all aspects of a social formation are predicated on the political economy like capitalism that is why on page number 38 uh, althusser says that the reproduction of the material conditions of production cannot be thought at the level of the firm because it does not exist at the at that level in its real conditions so if you have to understand the economy of any one business you can't just look at that business and say ki is business ki jo conditions of production hai usse agar hame bar bar repeat karna hai so that it keeps on making profit it keeps on creating the same commodity that it needs to create without any hindrance then you can't just look at that particular firm you have to look at this larger network of political economy and production of which these um, you know firms and these capitalists and these um, industries are a part now he comes to the next important part which is uh, the reproduction of labor power right uh, <clears throat> he says however the reader will not reader will not have failed to note one thing we have discussed the reproduction of the means of production but not the reproduction of the productive forces if you come to page number 38 he had talked about two things he said agar kisi bhi social formation ko exist karna hai jis uh, jis status mein aur jis formation mein jis condition mein wo abhi exist karti hai agar wo condition sustain karni hai to uske liye do cheeze bahut zaruri hain do cheeze reproduce karna bahut zaruri hai one is the productive forces this is on page number 38 and the second is the existing relations of production now so he is beginning to talk now about labor power which is a difference between the means of production and the productive forces this is what he is talking about in page number 39 he is saying that we have not talked about the reproduction of the productive forces the productive forces are those forces which make production possible ek to means of production hai means of production wo hai जो आपको चाहिए सो दैट प्रोडक्शन कैन टेक प्लेस आपके पास रॉ मटेरियल है आपके पास मशीन्स हैं आपके पास इलेक्ट्रिसिटी है एंड सो ऑन सो फोर्थ बट देर आर प्रोडक्टिव फोर्सेज ऑल्सो एंड वॉट आर दीज प्रोडक्टिव फोर्सेज दैट इज वॉट ही इज गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट वी हैव देर फॉर इग्नोर द रिप्रोडक्शन ऑफ वॉट डिस्टिंग्विश द प्रोडक्टिव फोर्सेज राइट द थिंग दैट वी जस्ट टॉक्ट अबाउट फ्रॉम द मीन्स ऑफ प्रोडक्शन सो ही इज सेंग मीन्स ऑफ प्रोडक्शन और प्रोडक्टिव फोर्सेज के बीच में डिफरेंस क्या है right you have to know what is the difference between the two of them the difference is labor power and labor power is a very very important and a very very powerful idea that marx talks about and that althusser is going to talk about and sort of hint at here from the observation of what takes place in the firm in particular from the examination of the financial accounting practice which predicts amortization and investment we have been able to obtain an approximate idea of the existence of the material process of reproduction so if he is saying amortization is basically the way in which monetary investments are uh, sort of um, you know decided um, sometimes in installments right 
so when do you invest money in a particular organization for how long in what kind of installments and so on and so forth so he's saying if you look at the counting if you look at amortization when money was put in at which juncture how much in what division so on and so forth if you look at the investments if you look at the financial accounting practices you can definitely understand ki uh, kisi bhi organization ke jo material conditions hain of production wo kaise kaise use up hote hain because one of the main places where money is spent one of the main uh, aspects of any business which decides how much money is going to be used up when how much investment is going to be required when is the actual material conditions of production because for example if it's a factory which creates uh, umbrellas for example right the building the machinery the raw material right go downs where finished product is going to be kept those are the things which are going to require a large portion of the money that is invested in the firm so if you look at where the money goes you can understand how the uh, how how the material conditions of production are used up or structured in any organization so he is saying but we are now entering a domain in which the observation of what happens in the firm is if not totally blind at least almost entirely so and for good reason right but what happens in the firm how money is spent and how money how material goods are you know produced um and stored that is something that aspect the firm the management or the upper uh, echelons of any firm they are almost completely blind and where are they blind the reproduction of labor power takes place ex- essentially outside the firm this basically means when he says that jo labor power ki jo reproduction hai the way in which the labor power is constantly reproduced or the conditions of the production of labor power are reproduced that takes place essentially outside the firm and how does that take place outside the firm this is where ideology steps in because the mental makeup the mental um setup of a person which enables him or her to uh, to understand his or her labor power in a way that he considers his or her labor power as something that he can sell to the industrialist uh that he gets money f- in return for this making up of the mindset this takes place not in the firm but outside in the firm this takes place through ideology and this takes place through the only monetary aspect of it is the wages and that is what he is going to come to on page number 40 he is saying that how is the reproduction of labor power ensured how do you ensure ki labor power aapko jis tarike ka chahiye wo aapke paas constantly milta rahe generation after generation in the same way uh, it is ensured by giving labor power the material means with which to reproduce itself by wages to labor power ko reproduce karne ke liye jo material conditions aapko chahiye wo kya hoti hain paise wages and these wages feature in the accounting of each enterprise but as wage capital not at all as a condition of the material reproduction of labor power and firms look at uh, you know the wages that are given to its uh, labors as wage capital as an investment that they're doing in return for which they get the labor or the work of the uh, proletariat or of the factory workers but he's saying that it's important to look at labor power 
एज अ कंडीशन फॉर द मटीरियल रिप्रोडक्शन ऑफ लेबर पावर तो लेबर पावर इन इट सेल्फ इज एन एबस्ट्रैक्ट आइडिया राइट यू कांट रियली मेजर और क्वांटिफाई वर्क द वर्क दैट यू डू इज एबस्ट्रैक्ट इन नेचर राइट बट देर आर सम मटीरियल कंडीशन विच आर रिक्वायर्ड कुछ मटीरियल चीजें लोगों को चाहिए होती हैं सो दैट दे कैन कीप ऑन वर्किंग फूड फॉर एग्जाम्पल यू कैन फूड इज मटीरियल राइट यू नीड क्लोथ टू वेयर यू नीड हाउस टू लिव इन यू नीड अदर मटीरियल कंडीशन सो दैट यू फील कि आपका फैक्ट्री में जाके काम करने का कोई आपको रिटर्न मिल रहा है यू नीड मटीरियल इंसेंटिव फॉर गोइंग टू अ फैक्ट्री एंड वर्किंग दैट इज वॉट यू मीन्स बाय रिप्रोड्यूसिंग द कंडीशन फॉर द मटीरियल रिप्रोडक्शन ऑफ लेबर पावर है ना आप लेबर पावर को बार बार रिप्रोड्यूस कैसे करोगे बाय रिप्लेनिशिंग इट इफ पीपल डोंट हैव एनर्जी दे कांट वर्क हाउ विल दे गेट एनर्जी इफ दे गेट एडिकुएट रेस्ट इफ दे हैव इनफ वार्म क्लोथ टू वेयर वेन इट्स कोल्ड इफ दे हैव इनफ फूड टू ईट न्यूट्रिशियस फूड टू ईट इफ दे हैव एक्सेस टू अ कपल ऑफ हॉलीडेज दीज आर ऑल मटीरियल कंडीशन विच आर रिक्वायर्ड सो दैट लेबर पावर कैन बी कॉन्स्टेंटली रिप्रोड्यूस्ड ही गोज ऑन टू से फर्दर हाउ that is in fact how it works since wages represent only that part of the value produced by the expenditure of labor power which is indispensable for its reproduction right so labor power sirf us labor power sirf wo part represent karta hai जो इनडिस्पेंसिबल है उसकी रिप्रोडक्शन के लिए मतलब वेजेस उतने ही कैपिटलिस्ट जो है वो डिसाइड करते हैं जिससे लोग मतलब अगर बहुत ज्यादा आपको पैसा मिल गया तो आप अगले दो महीने के लिए काम करने नहीं आएंगे इट इज ओनली इनफ सो दैट पीपल कैन अर्न फॉर और पीपल कैन सस्टेन टिल द नेक्स्ट पे चेक एंड सो दैट दे कीप ऑन कमिंग बैक फॉर वर्क एंड फॉर द वेजेस दैट आर प्रोमिस दैम so that is important that's what he means indispensable to the reconstitution of the labor power of the wage earner right so for the wage earner the money or the wages that he gets should be indispensable the wherewithal to pay for housing food and clothing in short to enable the wage earner to present himself again at the factory gate the next day and every further day god grants him now there's just one thing that perhaps i should i should uh, point out here the idea that uh, god grants the this this way that althusser writes is because he was a very very staunch catholic and for the initial part of his career a lot of his uh, time and a lot of his energy was spent in trying to figure out how he could uh, create um, a sort of a coalition in between marxist ideology and catholicism and of course that's very very difficult to do marx is um, if anything he is anti um, theology i don't know if that's a good way of putting it but he is quite iconoclastic so anyway coming back to the text on page number 40 and we should add indispensable for raising and educating the children in whom the proletarian reproduces himself right and this is very very important this is going to come up again and again in the ideology and ideological state apparatus the fact that uh, you know the wages that uh, the worker gets are indispensable for raising and educating the children and how are the children educated so that the children can be created in the image of the father or of the parents 
in whom the proletarian reproduces himself and this basically means is the same mindset that the proletarian has towards the capitalist system which is that he gives his labor power to the capitalist system he gives as much hard work as he possibly can and even if he gets a pittance in return for it he doesn't feel as if he is being cheated he feels as if it's due that's what he naturally deserves and he teaches his children to aim only as much as that he teaches his children that they should also feel uh, they should also aim to work hard if they want to earn even a little bit of money and it is only uh, it is only right that the capitalist who makes the greater investment in terms of money in terms of intelligence into the industry gets a lion's share of the work that he produces right of the commodity that he produces so he also reproduces himself that is his ideology in his children and wages are very very important for him to feel uh, you know to reproduce his ideology in his children to take care of his children but at the same time also teach his children to look at the capitalist system the political economy of the capitalist system in the same way that he uh, looks at it right remember that this quantity of value or wages necessary for the reproduction of labor power is determined not by the needs of a biological guaranteed minimum wage alone but by the needs of a historical minimum and by this he basically means that if one feels as if you know the historical that that the minimum wage that should be given that is decided by uh, unions trade unions by governments by industrialists that is almost that that's got almost nothing to do with the biological guaranteed minimum wage nobody sits down and feel and think ki kitna minimum paisa deke log nutritious khana kha sakte hain ghar mein reh sakte hain woolen kapde khareed sakte hain minimum wage is not decided by the biological needs of the workers it is decided by a historical minimum and when he says historical minimum it basically means and here althusser gives an example he says marx noted that english workers need beer while french proletarians need wine that is a historical variable minimum so it is dependent on what kind of money different places different um, you know cultural background spend on different kinds of commodities for example the kind of money that the french people would need who drink beer uh sorry who drink wine versus the english workers would need who drink beer would be different but it also um, you know sort of it also means and he says uh, later on he says that historical needs imposed by the proletarian class struggle a double class struggle against the lengthening of the work day and against the reduction of wages so the uh, the minimum wage also depends on the historical way in which the class struggle has taken place instead of depending on how much money is actually needed by needed by people to live decently it is decided by the way in which the class struggle has taken place so if the class struggle the proletarian struggle has always said that we want to work not for 8 hours but for 6 hours then a minimum wage has been decided on the basis of that right and if the class struggle has said that for us minimum wage is uh, i don't know about 2000 rupees rather than 1800 rupees then that's what's been decided though there's nothing biological there's nothing individual about the way that these minimum wages are decided it's historical it depends on the you know class struggle the movement the decision taken by larger movements per se but also the cultural differences in different kinds of people 
right so there is nothing so this sort of goes to the heart of a lot of marxist ideology in the sense that marx says that one of the major problems and this this he doesn't say directly but indirectly it comes across through a lot of his ideology through a lot of his work he says that uh, one of the major problems with uh, political economies like capitalism is and also feudal economies is that it re- reduces people to mere numbers that individual consciousnesses don't really have a lot of uh, you know impact and a lot of um, identity within these uh, sort of uh, you know economic structures which is one of the problems with capitalism it dehumanizes people it reduces people to stereotypes and to types you know So anyway coming back to the essay he says uh, it is not enough to ensure for labor power the material conditions of its reproduction if it is to be reproduced as labor power i have said that the available labor power must be competent that is it should be suitable to work uh, suitable to be set to work in the complex system of process of production so what is a competent labor power means competent labor power means that they should be able to uh, expertly finish the work that is given to them right to work the machines or if they render services in advertisement for example they should be able to make advertisements which help the capitalists sell the product that they are trying to sell right so they should be competent the development of the productive forces and the type of unity historically constitutive of the productive forces at a given moment produce the result that the labor power has to be diversely skilled and therefore reproduced as such and diversely according to the requirement of the socio technical division of labor its different jobs and posts so he says that he basically here he means that uh, the productive forces and productive forces mean the work that is done by the by the proletariat and by the workers right if they have to be developed right and technically and usually what is uh, understood is that they should be uh, that they are sort of clubbed together all the factory workers are the same that kind of unity which is imposed on factory workers historically right um it produces the result that labor power has to be diversely skilled and therefore reproduced at such the actual composition of labor power is that it has different kinds of jobs it has different kinds of competencies and for production to take place there have to be people who are willing to and who are capable of filling in all the posts and all the jobs that are available within an economic structure there should be people who should be able to work in exactly the same way that people have been working earlier so that the economic structures can be reproduced exactly the same and the capitalist system can go on functioning without any hindrance and that's what he talks about how is the reproduction of the diversified skill of labor power provided for in the capital regime and how do you reproduce such a diversified skill of labor power how do you how do you produce so many people who have such different kinds of skill sets right here he says unlike social formations characterized by slavery or serfdom the reproduction of the skills of labor power tends decreasingly to be provided for on the spot apprenticeship within production itself but is achieved more and more outside production by the capitalist education system and by other instances and institutions so he is saying that ye jo condition hai that you have to always have like a couple of people 
who are you always have to have people who are skilled in or who are trained in different kinds of skills who can keep the economic machinery and the economic structure functioning as smoothly as possible ye jo requirement hai ye kaun fulfill karta hai ye capitalist education system fulfill karta hai obviously who else right so he saying that this is where the earlier system slavery serfdom the feudal system was different from the existing capitalist system because in the feudal system it it was possible for people to learn the skills that were required of them on the spot now apprenticeship he gives the example apprenticeship within production itself so what used to happen earlier was that people or children who would uh, you know get a normal or a very um, very common kind of education till the time they were 10 11 sometimes even 13 14 and after that whatever apprenticeship was available to them which was like an assistantship was available to them they would take up those kind of apprenticeships so it was possible for people to become blacksmiths or become artists or become builders or become masons by apprenticing in different kinds of places right so they would uh, learn the job on the spot when they started their apprenticeships but the capitalist system according to althusser is much much more efficient they have schools they have the education system which uh, sort of um, you know which creates subjects of the uh, the the dominant ideology from young childhood onwards right so uh, from the time the children enter school they are taught to believe that earning money is good right uh, buying more and more clothes is good that uh, the capitalist system is actually beneficial to everyone because it creates a certain sense of individuality so the ideology uh, which is one of the uh, which is one of the you know basic requirements for the reproduction of the conditions of production of the capitalist system that is taught to children not on the spot not on the job right when they get apprenticeships it is taught to them since the time that they are young right what do children learn at school he says they go varying distances in their studies but at any rate they learn to read to write and to add they go to varying distances in studies means that some study till high school some others will get degrees some will get vocational degrees some will get humanities degrees a large number of techniques and a number of other things as well including elements which may be rudimentary or on the contrary thorough going of scientific or literary culture which are directly useful in the different jobs in production one instruction for manual workers another for technicians a third for engineers a final one for higher management etc thus they learn know how so he says that uh, different kinds of kids re- receive different kinds of education some learn scientific education some learn literary culture and different kinds of instructions are required for different kinds of workers and all people get the information get the education that is required for their own place within the economic structure so there are certain kinds of instructions for manual workers certain others for technicians certain others for engineers and certain others for management besides these techniques and knowledges and in learning them children at school also learn the rules of good behavior 
and rules of good behavior is the morality right the attitude that should be observed by every agent in the division of labor according to the job he is destined for these are the rules of morality so from a very young age children are taught how they are supposed to deal with or behave with other people who exist within this economic structure right um so that's what he says attitude that should be observed by every agent in the division of labor this agent is basically he says that every person and you can understand this every person is an agent of the capitalist system because every person works for the betterment of for the reproduction of the capitalist system in the division of labor this division of labor is basically how marx looks at the society he says the division of labor is the fundamental division in the society which decides how the society is going to function if you have to understand why people think in particular ways figure out in the division of labor where they fit in and depending on whether they are the upper classes the bourgeoisie the capitalists the rich they are going to function in one particular way if they are the lower classes then they are going to function in another way so the division of labor and every agent in the division of labor according to the job he is destined for so children know what kind of jobs they are going to get that is why uh, in uh, in most of the cases right the sons and daughters of engineers end up becoming either engineers or you know um, or they end up getting jobs which are very similar to the ones that their parents have they 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 uh, you know people who either rise above their class or fall down from the class into which they are born are very few and far in between but most people remain within the same kind of strata and what that does is that it teaches you how to behave with people who are in the strata above you or people who are in the strata below you right that's what it means um rules of morality civic and professional conscience which actually means rules of respect for the socio technical division of labor and ultimately the rules of the order established by class domination and people learn uh, all of these rules which are decided by class domination so people of the upper classes they know how to deal with um, you know people in the lower strata they also know how to look at themselves how to understand themselves and how to uh you know behave themselves they also learn to speak proper french to handle the workers correctly that is actual actually for the future capitalists and their servants to order them about properly so because althusser is french so he is writing this in the in the context of french i think we can understand it by saying the people of the upper classes learn how to speak english very well people of the lower classes or people of the middle classes learn how to speak hindi but even that they wouldn't learn how to do very well they would speak in slangs for example right so there is a division of languages also on the basis of the economic class from which you are coming right people who are in the upper class learn to order them about the servants and speak to them in the right way etc to put this more scientifically he says is on page number 41 i shall say that the reproduction of labor power requires not a reproduction of its skills but also at the same time a reproduction of its submission to the rules of the established order so he says that for the reproduction of labor power if you have to constantly keep on reproducing the same kind of labor power which exists right now so that the capitalist production can go on taking place aapko sirf reproduction aapko sirf skills nahi reproduce karne padenge ki agar aapko 
आज अगर आपको 180 वर्कर्स चाहिए फैक्ट्री में कल भी आपके पास 180 वर्कर्स आपको मिल जाए दैट इज नॉट इनफ ही सेइंग दैट यू आल्सो हैव टू रिप्रोड्यूस दैट यू आल्सो हैव टू मेक श्योर दैट अ रिप्रोडक्शन ऑफ इट सबमिशन टू द रूल्स ऑफ द एस्टेब्लिश्ड ऑर्डर टेक्स प्लेस दैट पीपल लर्न दैट दीज वन पीपल लर्न दैट दे हैव टू सबमिट टू द रूल्स ऑफ द एस्टेब्लिशमेंट एंड वॉट इज द एस्टेब्लिशमेंट अगेन इट्स अ कैपिटलिस्ट सिस्टम that is a reproduction of submission to the ruling ideology for the workers and a reproduction of the ability to manipulate the ruling ideology correctly for the agents of exploitation and repression so he is saying that for the workers they should know how to submit to the ruling ideology and for the agents of exploitation and repression agents of exploitation or repression kon hai managers and capitalists those who own the industries what do they have to learn they have to learn the ability to manipulate the ruling ideology jo ruling ideology unhone apne parents se unhone apni class se seekhe usse manipulate karna aana chahiye so that they too will provide for the domination of the ruling class right so that they can continue the domination of the ruling class they should know how to manipulate the ideology the ruling ideology that they have learned that is part of their class in other words the school but also the state institutions like the church and other apparatuses like the army teach know how so that according to althusser is what schools teach you i'm on page number 42 now but also in forms which ensure subjection to the ruling ideology so in this sense if you look at it as such right so um the uh, it's not just the lower classes which submit to ideology it's also the upper classes which submit to ideology the only thing is that the lower classes submit to the ideology and to the upper class the upper class only submit to the ideology unko bhi ideology sikhai jati hai ki aap upper class se hain to aapko dusron ko manipulate karna aana chahiye unko manipulate aap kaise karenge wo world view jo hai of looking at themselves in a particular way and looking at the rest of the world in another way that is an ideology that they inherit and that is an ideology that they also have to submit to us wo jo unka world view hai wo world view unka apna nahi hai wo world view unhe bahar se milta hai but they have to concede to that world view right or the mastery of its practice they also have to learn how to practice this world view all the agents of production exploitation and repression not to speak of the professionals of ideology must in one way or another be steeped in this ideology in order to perform their tasks conscientiously so for the, most of these people who follow this ideology what they have to learn is that they have to learn how to perform their tasks conscientiously so agar aap logon ko bologe ki main aapko ye keh raha hu ya keh rahi hu ki aapko ye manna chahiye ye sahi hai ya ye galat hai लोग आपके सामने अगर मान भी लें बट अल्टीमेटली उन्हें जो सही लगता है वो वही करेंगे सो हाउ डज आइडियोलॉजी वर्क सी सेज दैट फॉर पीपल टू कंप्लीट देयर टास्क कॉन्सियंशियसली दे हैव टू रियली बिलीव इन दिस आइडियोलॉजी राइट दे हैव टू बी स्टीप्ड इन दिस आइडियोलॉजी दे हैव टू बी कंप्लीटली इमर्स्ड इन इन दिस आइडियोलॉजी सो दैट दे रियली बिलीव दैट दिस इज द राइट थिंग टू डू that the upper classes believe that it is in fact in the best interest of their and of the society's health that they should behave in a particular way they should behave like the industrialist industry heads that they should exploit other people they won't look at it as exploitation but that's what it comes down to and the workers would believe that it is in their best it is in their best interest and in the interest of the whole society that they should <coughs> 
that they should listen to the capitalists and they should submit to the capitalists right so phir wo andar se actually usko believe karte hain conscientiously usko mante hain and they believe that it's their own personal opinion the task of the exploited which is the proletarian and the exploiters who are the capitalists of the exploiters is auxiliaries the managers or of the high priests of the ruling ideologies its functionaries etc so then he goes on to say the reproduction of labor power thus reveals as its sin qua non not only the reproduction of its skills matlab sirf skills nahi reproduce hue but also the reproduction of its subjection to the ruling ideology but or kya reproduce hota hai the fact that they are subjected to the ruling ideology or of the practice of that ideology that they subject to the practice of the continued practice of that ideology the actual day to day practice of that ideology with the proviso that it is not enough to say not only but also for it is clear that it is in the form and under the form of ideological subjection that provision is made for the reproduction of the skills of labor power this is the basic idea that he is talking about he is saying that it is the ideological subjection <clears throat> under the forms of ideological subjection that provision is made for the reproduction of the skills of labor power agar labor power ki skills jo hain वो बार बार रिप्रोड्यूस होनी है अगर वो बार बार किसी भी सोशल फॉर्मेशन को या पॉलिटिकल इकोनॉमी को रिप्रोड्यूस करनी है देन दे नीड आइडियोलॉजिकल सब्जेक्शन सो ही सेंग आई शेल मेक टू रिमार्क्स हियर द फर्स्ट इज टू राउंड ऑफ माय एनालिसिस ऑफ रिप्रोडक्शन व्हिच इज ही इज गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट I have just given a rapid survey of the forms of reproduction of the productive forces means of production on the one hand and labor power on the other we've already talked about this but I have not yet approached the question of reproduction of the relations of production and the relation of productions matlab production ke jo alag alag aspects hain unke beech mein kya relationship hota hai that was the second thing that he was talking about i think this was on page number 38 that he is going to talk about in the next section right that is a crucial question of marxist theory of the mode of production let it pass to let it pass would be a theoretical omission versus serious political error so then he says uh, i shall therefore discuss it but in order to obtain the means to discuss it i shall have to make another long detour which he is going to talk about when he talks about the infrastructure and the superstructure and the infrastructure and the superstructure that he talks about in the next section which i think we'll talk about in the next in, in the next lecture are basically the relations of production right The second comment is that in order to make this detour I am obliged to re-raise my old question what is society so basically what both Marx and Althusser are trying to do is they're trying to understand how society functions and not just society functions in a very overt uh, and obvious and you know surface ways but how society functions in very um, you know intricate ways or the power structures which exist just under the surface of the society and as far as power is concerned because if you use that word i will also like to just sort of uh, highlight here something that i talked about althusser in the last class at ens equal normal superior he was the teacher of he influenced michel foucault who ultimately ultimately went on to talk about how power structures within the society decide how society functions so you can sort of see how you know those things sort of relate to marxist ideology to what althusser is talking about here and in other places also so i'm going to stop here uh, in this lecture and in the next lecture we're going to start from page number 42 infrastructure and superstructure and then we're going to take it forward from there